Hey folks, it's us, podcasting wonderkins John Bishop and Lucas Southworth. Although this is a podcast about cars, it is not age-appropriate for the target demographic of these films, as we usually end up talking about the reproductive organs of Lightning McQueen. Alright, now let's take a look under the hood. Hello, I'm John. And I'm Lucas. And welcome to The Kachat, the only podcast brave enough to ask the question, Hey, what's up with cars? In this exciting, I want to say, seventh episode of our podcast, who can say? I who can think count it's that high? eight, but I do not know. I really think it's seven, but it, it, we will we will number it correctly when we post it. I promise you that to our fans. Anyway... In this exciting some number of podcasts, uh, we are going to explore the exciting world of trains within the also exciting world of Disney Pixar's Cars. I don't really have much to add to that except for, yeah, they're trains. And it's it's kind of terrifying to think about, well, pretty much anything in the Cars universe. But specifically, trains has a sort of tragic feel to it. But we'll get into that in a minute. I would argue we'd get into it now, probably. I mean, yes, but also we gotta we gotta get into. So, why did you want to talk about specifically cars in this episode? Not cars, trains in this episode. Well, I don't know. I was looking at our brainstorm and doc. I I saw trains, and I'll be honest. I just it made me very sad to think about their little lot in life. <laughs> uh. Uh, but the big reason is I went on to the Cars Wiki. To I knew there were trains, but I wanted to refresh myself on all the trains. Uh, and in the trains category, there is the character of Cornelius the Galloping Gear Grinder. Who we have mentioned in a previous episode. And gosh, I, I don't know, man. I just get so excited about the fact that there's a character named Cornelius the Galloping Gear Grinder. Because that's just... Uh, you could give me 20 years to think of the greatest name for any character, and I don't think I would get anywhere close to Cornelius the Galloping Gear Grinder. I don't think I don't think anyone could. I think that clearly the uh, creators of Cars, someone there, signed away their soul and were in exchange given the best name. They really got lightning in a bottle on that one. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure you're saying, Lucas, tell me more about Cornelius the Galloping Gear Grinder. And I will. He was in Cars 2 for like eight seconds. And that's literally his only thing. He chases Mater and Lightning out of a tunnel because they're be they're dicking around in the tunnel. And he's like, eh, this is my train tunnel. Uh, 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 there's there's a reason he specifically is after these two little uh, nefarious lads. I don't know. It's because apparently Cornelius was created to be Toe Mater's rival. Yeah, that is my other, after his name, that's my favorite part about his wiki page, is it says enemies, Mater, and that's that's all of it. That's all they have to say about 
Cornelius the Galloping Gear Grinders uh, enemies is that they are Mater. Well, first, first thing that they say is that he does, in fact, have at least one enemy. And that's that's great in and of itself. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> it's hard to find people nowadays that have enemies. Apparently, many people thought that Cornelius was just Lizzie, the Model T, tricking Lightning and Mater. That's in the that's in the trivia. I thought that he was like the founder of the town for quite some time. Oh no, they that's a that's a different character. Uh, ah, shoot, what's his name? <laughs> we should know this. We are the experts. Is it Stanley? Yeah, it's Stanley. Stanley, Stanley founded Radiator oh, Spring. Stanley. Yeah, he is. It's his statue that Lightning McQueen dragged through the town and tore up the road. Yeah, I'm sure you remember Cars One. Absolutely, seminal, seminal film. <laughs> so, on to our first order of business when discussing trains within the uh, Cars universe. There are three named trains in the uh, Cars universe. First. We've already said it. Cornelius the Galloping Gear Grinder. There's also Trev Diesel and Stephenson. I want to say Stevenson, but I think Stephenson also works. All right. Uh, This is completely aside from the point of trains and completely aside from Cars the Universe. Why do people named Steven spell it with a PH? I don't... This is clearly outside of my area of expertise on the Cars films, so I couldn't really tell you, Johnny. I just, I don't get it. I do not get it. There's, there's a letter for that, right? It's a V. And some, some Stevens spell it with a V. But then there's Stevens with a PH. All right, back to Cars and Trains. (laughs) Absolutely, yes. We've talked about Cornelius the Galloping Gear Grinder, and... Who do you want to talk about? Uh, Steven Stephenson or Trev Diesel? Uh, I'll, I'll lead us into a Trev Diesel because he equally, he appears for about an equal amount of time uh, as Cornelius the Galloping Gear Grinder. Uh, Trev Diesel, he is uh, a little electric <laughs> locomotive, apparently. <laughs> Wait, a, an electric locomotive named Diesel? Yeah, I don't really. That's I was I was gonna okay. get into that. That's a little strange, but uh, he's in Cars, uh, the first Cars movie. As he's coming along, and Lightning tries to beat him over the tracks and not get hit, and he's very concerned, and he honks his big horn at uh, Lightning, and that's his whole part. I will say I've got a bio here on his uh, Wikipedia page. That seems to have a lot of creativity and love put into it, so I'd like to read that. Working per- for Pacific Flyer Railroad, Trev Diesel has seen a lot of changes alongside his tracks. He's witnessed the coming of the interstate and the disappearance of many of the small towns he used to pass through, but he's still going strong. He still loves pulling a long haul across the desert at night. It's so peaceful. Just Trev, the full moon, and the jackalopes. That's that's beautiful. And I don't know where exactly <laughs> the, the car's wiki, uh, wiki has pulled that bio from, but man, I hope that there's one with that much detail and love put in it for every single character on this wiki, because that's pretty good. I can tell you, I don't feel that much love for uh, Stevenson. Okay, go ahead. All right. First few sentences are just describing... Uh, 
what he is and his job and whatnot. And the uh, bit of flavor that they add is, so don't bother waiting for him at the station. And that's after it says he has no dining car, no spare compartment, because he's filled with only the finest high-tech classified spy gear and probably has a few secret agents aboard. So their their flavor they added was, so don't bother waiting for him at the station. <laughs> okay. Because he's a super secret spy trained. All right. Uh, are you still on the page for Mr. Diesel? I am, absolutely, yes. Does it say an occupation? Occupation, freight train. So he carries goods? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. All right. The occupation for Stevenson is spy train. That's just a little contradictory because, you know. Is a train? Trains are very big. I mean, here's the thing. Spy cars are something that we have to just commonly accept. And cars are real big and typically very loud. Yeah, but with trains, you kind of, there is a limited amount of places they can be that you can literally draw a line on every single place that they could possibly be. Okay, but but think about it this way. Dwayne The Rock Johnson stars in any movie ever, and someone calls him a spy. That man is a human version of a train. He's big, powerful, and probably can't get into any small spaces. Sure. But I, I would accept that he's a spy. He's everything a spy shouldn't be. He's extremely memorable. Extremely easy to notice. But I I would call him a spy in the movies that he's a spy in. Okay, that's that's fair enough, but like I guess I guess the larger point I'm making is uh with trains you can put a dot on a map and then a dot somewhere else on the map, and they are either in that place, that pla the other place, or somewhere on a straight line between. between them. Or a curved line. Trains can in fact curve. It's twenty nineteen. I I'm sorry for my backwards thinking, but So we got a spy train and two different forms of delivery train. That's not a lot of variation. I, I suppose there's there are probably like passenger trains, which is weird to think about in itself, but hear me out. I, I think we we can assume there are passenger trains. We just don't see them in the films. That's what Stevenson is. Because in the movie You're not wrong, yeah. He transports passengers who happen to be spies, but still very much transports. So every single job they have is what a train would be used for, for the most part, of they transport people and things. Except this one has all the high-tech classified spy gear. Yeah, but you could keep that in like a warehouse. That's not... <laughs> yeah, but this one can use it. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. Okay. All right, so that's that's a very limited job field. Of you were born a train, you must carry things. Yeah, yeah, I, I, this, I didn't even begin to consider this when we were brainstorming. But like, at least for the cars, they can be sports casters or small business owners or whatever they want. But no, the the trains just they gotta they, take things places. Yep, and there there are some uh, classism remarks to make there, and. They're all the same amount of sad. Sometimes sometimes what you're able to do is decided for you. And this is just one of those times. Man, yeah. 
That could have been our not very our very not fun fact, huh? Speaking of which, it's time for a very not fun fact. I thought that would lead you into it. I set you up, and you just spiked it. Good job. All right. Very not fun fact of the day. Queen of the Sea was the name of a train that crashed in Sri Lanka. It is the most deadly train accident of all time. It killed over 1,700 people. Jeez, I know it's the not very fun fact, but... No, it's the very not fun fact. Sure, but that one was a bit more of a bummer than some of the past ones. And you'd think that I'd have an equally fun fact, but my fun fact, although fun, is not nearly as happy as that one was sad. Okay. You, you want to give it to me now or, or save it for a later morsel? I'll save it for later. We, uh, really need it. That, that, okay. uh, when we need to pick up the momentum again. Or if I want to shut down too much momentum. That's fair enough. We hold the power. Well, you hold the power. All right. It's the trolley problem. You, you, you control which track this podcast train goes down and whether it kills one person or five. I've lost the metaphor a little bit, but we can go ahead and move on. Uh, anyway, we, we, another point about trains that we've, we've touched on and sort of directly spoken on already, but they can only go where there are train tracks. Yep. Like, I guess they could be lifted and then put on a boat or something. I don't actually know how you transport trains not on tracks or if that's even done, but of their own volition with their own control, they can only go where there's been infrastructure laid for them. And that's really sad. That, that is really sad, but they do live in a universe where some cars are also submarines, especially that's more sad, especially with Stevenson. There's a chance that because he is a, spy train that he could like have some sort of aquatic properties for some reason i don't know with 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 the car they showed very clear ways he could transform his body to become a submarine i don't know how a train would work as a submarine at all i don't think that would i mean i once had a transformer toy and this transformer toy was a train that also was a human being. Eh, that's not accurate. Uh, humanoid? Yes, was also a humanoid. Because so it was a, logic. So, so it was a transformer, but yeah. it had a humanoid form and a vehicle form. You just said that kind of weird. All of the transformers have humanoid forms. Uh, what about Grimlock, sir? Is he the, the dinosaur one? Yeah. Also, if we haven't already added it, Transformers could be on our list of uh, definite prequels to the cars universe let's see what it it has turbo the snail movie wally and transformers are are ones i think we've mentioned on air so far have we mentioned the one that you've recently introduced me to oh starlight express well we have now at least oh yeah uh i i looked a bit more into it for this episode on trains specifically uh but man i still feel like i know nothing about starlight express which, for those of you who don't know, is an Andrew Lloyd Webber musical in which the characters are trains and all of the actors and actresses are on roller skates and are dressed like trains and they just roll around and sing their good songs about being trains. 
And man, it is real weird, and they love it in Germany, I want to say. Probably. Let me double check that. They've built a specific like arena stage for it. And yes, Germany, which is absolutely insane to me. But the Germans also were big fans of David Hasselhoff's musical career. So it's not the most surprising thing in the world. It's three tiered. My God. Did you know that David Hasselhoff uh, played, I believe, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? Oh, and like the musical version? Yeah, I did know that, actually. It's so weird to me. That that man's career is just an enigma to me. It took a weird little course, which trains can't do. They have to take the same course, but that's neither here nor there. Actually, it is here. That's what our subject of the thing is. But Anyway, it would be sad to be a train. <laughs> yeah, it, it really would. So let's get down into the nitty gritty of just general uh let's talk about limitations that exist in a world where you are a train and that seems to be all you can be except for maybe you can be a spy train and you live in a world where there are cars that can also be boats there are planes there are other sorts of automobiles but you're you're just a train and you're stuck on that track our first little thing here is food we've had our episode on food i believe right yeah So we've had our episode on food, talked about how they could be eating the fuel, they could be eating actual food. What does a train eat? Some trains might not even eat, because there are electric trains. Yeah, I was going to bring up, we found out Trev Diesel does not run on diesel, apparently, and is an electric train. So maybe he just eats electricity, I guess, absorbs it, photosynthesizes it. That's not what you do with electricity. A weird weird thought is... Uh, like what we think of when we think of trains, if we think of like coal operated trains, I don't know if it would be accurate to say that the train so much eats the coal because the thing that keeps the train going is steam, which is generated by the heat that the coal makes. So I guess coal could be some sort of calorie for this vehicle, but maybe not because it's fuel is essentially the steam and what it would be consuming, I guess, would be heat from the coal. I mean, couldn't you kind of say the same thing about cars and fuel, though, like gasoline? And correct me, because you will know more about this than I do, but I, the way I understand it, oh man, I'm going to show how little I know about cars, uh, is gasoline makes tiny explosions in the engine, which makes it move is that is that anything? Is that how engines work? That is how engines work. Oh, thank God. Uh, so it's not really the fuel, it's the tiny explosions that power the engine. Well, I think the difference to me is that you put the fuel inside of the car, and inside an actual car there are spark plugs, and they can like trigger the explosions, and that's why if your battery's dead you can't start your car. It's There's a system within the car that I could think of as the car digesting the fuel and turning it into motion. With the train, there's a half step in between because it's not that the coal is converted into mechanical motion. It's that the coal converts water into a mechanical motion. Okay, okay. I I see the, the distinction you're trying to make here. And I could be incorrect on that, but also, like, we're we're in the modern age. 
most trains nowadays are going to be electric. Hopefully, oh, I wish. I wish. Yeah, that's that's probably not <laughs> totally as accurate as we want it to be, but yeah. Uh, man, <laughs> no time to get into that. Ooh, I've just received a question from Liz. All right, time for a question from Liz. This is an angle on the trains being stuck on the tracks that I did not consider at all. Uh, she says, what did the trains do to get stuck on the tracks? Are they prisoners? Are they criminals? Oh, I had a similar question, but it wasn't that direction. My, correct, my question was, how does one be a train on the tracks? Like, how do you get to that situation? But I did not take the angle of it's a punishment. I guess, I, I think we've said before that it's possible that in this world, the cars can, like, transfer their consciousnesses. Like, they may have the little squishy bits, the slugs that can get into new things. So I guess what if they just shove them into trains if they're murderers or something is what we're getting into. Well, the thing is, Stevenson works in a high-level position in the government. And to get that sort of job, you need to have clearance, which means you need to have a clean background. So he almost certainly couldn't have been a criminal. Like, and I don't think it would be, I don't think it would be a punishment. I feel like even using our squishy bit theory, where you can be like born and then you are like given a body that is a mechanical body. I think a train would have to have been a bigger squishy bit. Yeah, that's fair. Like it would have had to have been a squishy bit that is put into a body that works for its size and a train just happened to be the size. Could a train, if we use squishy bit theory, give birth to like a car? Because ah, if we assume they give birth to squishy bits, what if a train just gives birth to a small squishy bit? John, what if the trains are like the old gods? That was actually a theory that I was operating on when I was, you know how I brought up the old technology and whatnot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trains were some of the first things that we had. We had horses and then we all of a sudden had trains. So trains are gonna be like, I mean, there were some cars worked on at the same time, but trains were like the first big thing. That means trains are older. If we, if we don't assume that history has unfolded exactly as history would have. And instead we, we assume history is uh, based on car technology. And that means history would have begun when trains were a thing, which means oh trains gosh. are their higher or first race. They're the first folk. They're these massive, powerful, ancient beasts. They're like the shadow of Colossus. We've got to kill eight of them and feel bad at the end of the game. And I haven't played Shadow of the Colossus, if you can't tell. I, too, have not played this game. I really want to go. It looks so good, man. But I don't I, I wonder if they're revered among the car society. I, I, I gotta assume, almost. But then, again, they're... Ah, uh, Stevenson ruins it. <laughs> Stevenson's an equal. Stevenson. I don't know. What if... I mean, think of it like... Hmm. If we talk D&D, &D, sure, sure. there are the angels, and they're a like higher form of being. Like Their challenge rating is like 15, because they're just better. They're more powerful. They're like celestials. But if a, an angel or a celestial or some being of that 
rank or power gives birth to like an Osimar, a regular player character. Stevenson could be that sort of situation where he's like the child of one of the gods. Because realistically, he's going to be Herculean because he's a train compared to cars. But he might not be their god so much. He's, he's just like their incredibly powerful friend with strict limitations. Like, ah, oh, it's yeah, that, that works too. Like gods have certain domains that they have to exist within. Like even Hades. Hades is cursed to be in the underworld. He can leave, but that is his domain, and he has he has to like watch over and guard it. And whether or not he wants to be, oh shoot, Lucas, I am convinced they are the gods of this universe. John, no joke. This may be my favorite thing we've ever decided about the Cars universe. Is that the trains are the the old gods of it? And I, I think even Stevenson uh, could be one that's gone a little rogue almost. He mm-hmm. he could be uh like all all the other trains are like no, we must remain neutral in the acts of car car kind uh, and just solemnly transport our goods or whatever. Uh, but Stevenson says, no, I am going to help this British intelligence agency uh, and dole out my great... Pa- Maybe that's how they get all of the crazy, powerful technology. He bestows it upon them as his god's boon. Uh, that's how Mater's able to transform into all these different disguises and have these basically magical technologies about him in Cars 2. Oh, this is beautiful. Okay, so do we count boats? Like, would I count a pirate ship? Like, as there's the no, gods? Like, as would we think that the first beings... As the, the first beings, okay. Because we could talk about, like, evolution and all that. Like, the first beings came from the ocean and evolved to be on land. But And we could do all that. And we could say that, like, oh, a little rowboat made completely of wood could be in this Cars universe. But we don't know. And I'm really tempted to say something along the lines of, no, because it doesn't have an engine or a motor. I, I Actually, I think... Uh our last episode where we talk about uh animals that's what i was gonna say yeah we 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 decided that uh uh bicycles were basically deer because of that horrifying sight gag in cars 3 where there's a pair of bike handlebars mounted on the wall like antlers so maybe it's just engined uh, engines are, are what make things sentient So, like, old boats were there, but they weren't sentient, and trains were the first sentient beings. Trains were the gods of the sentient beings. Okay. Does that check out in any way? There were also steamboats when trains came about. So this brings me to my, my other thought. Trains could be their gods, but also, what if their gods are any of the massive vehicles used for transportation any like mac i i would consider mac like maybe a demigod sure because oh like an aircraft carrier yeah an aircraft carrier uh any any of the just massive things those are the gods like the gods of the sea are the 
giant transporter ships. The trains that the gods of the land. But I, I almost prefer the the sort of ancient quality of the trains that makes them the gods. They, they're still powerful, but we, we could say like the first steamships, like you were saying, as opposed to like the aircraft carriers would be the gods of the sea. And I don't know, I guess the, the 1903 Wright Flyer, I guess, would be the god of the sky. Nice. I like it. I like it. You know, we were going to do our religion episode today, and we were like, no, let's talk about trains. But here we are. Man, trains as gods, I really like. I love the, like, they're gods, so they have specific, extremely powerful powers, but also their powers limit them. The rails, they're a force of nature, so they can't control what they can do so much as they can do or do not but there's only one real direction they can go because they're nature yeah i'm i'm really really digging this it's not a bummer episode anymore we are lifting these trains i was going to I, such a high point i was going to go on a tangent about how like a life of no choice is no life at all but i mean they're they're gods which makes me think, and who, does, does God have a choice? Does God get to choose anything? If God... Man, that may be a bit too deep. If God is just this. existence, and all there is is existence, maybe God is on a rail. And the reason that some people say, oh, I don't like this, I don't like that. Well, what if it's just because existence itself is the essence of god and yes god is all powerful but god maybe doesn't have choice god is just a being on rails that has to go that is life that is the universe <laughs> what's happening how did we get here train how man did, when we decided to be like hey, let's make a silly cars podcast how did we get to this philosophical discussion of God and his own free will? How does anyone get anywhere, Lucas? Cars. Cars. Man, I'm so glad that happened exactly how I saw it in my mind. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, d Do we have any more points to talk about? I think technically we have all of our points to talk about still. We talked about three characters. We've gotten, there are three characters. We've talked about them. We've gone into their story. Uh, we've talked about how they're rail mounted, how they have a direction to go and they don't really have any turns they can choose. We've talked about like how they could be limited and specifically with food. I talked about and, Starlight Express for no reason. That is in our outline. But I've got like, two big things I still want to talk about in my brain. Go for it. Lay them on me. The first one, I'm going to, I'm going to bring the mood down again. Cool. I'm going to talk about, uh, freedom of choice and a life that is decided for you. Great comedy podcast topics. Go. All right. So I've got regrets about not studying uh, theater or acting in college and now it's been a year 
I still haven't been able to get an engineering job. I've gotten very few acting jobs here and there. And I'm just sitting here thinking, man, I wish, I wish life were an, a little more on the rails. Like, I wish things would just happen and it was check yes, did you do this? Yes, I did. Well, here's your job. And because of that, I've just been a little down in the dumps. And this, this universe where you can be born literally on tracks, it's tempting to me. The idea of what if I could have just been a train? What if, what if my life were decided from my birth of, ah, I am a freight train because I am a freight train. I was born a freight train and I will be a freight train. I already have my job because I am a freight train, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it because there's so much taken from you when you lose the simple choices. I want to be in a situation where people can say no to me, where people can just reject giving me the job offer because in a system where people can just tell you, no, you can't be this. That's a system, you know, that you have to actually be good at something. You have to try. And how can Stevenson, how can any of these trains feel good about being something they were forced into being? That's not really living. You have to be able to fail. And, uh, that's that's a bit of comfort that I take in all of the failure I've had this past year, is that, sure, I'm failing, but failing means I'm alive. Yeah, man. That was great. Uh, I don't know that you've left me any opportunities to, like, make fart jokes or whatever about <laughs> it, but... Uh, no, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you found some comfort, uh through our discussion of trains and the cars universe. That's great. Man, this, this podcast, it's going to be my light in the dark. So, uh, where do you think the trains have uh, penises? <laughs> oh, man. Train penises would be huge. <laughs> nice. We're back. We're back, everybody. Oh, boy. But, like, you think it would be like an entire compartment? Oh, gee. Uh, I guess... Oh, but then they could take it on and off. Oh, no. They could detach. Okay, so if they're squishy bits. Sure. Train cars, how does that work? Because you can take train cars off and put them on. Is the squishy bit all in the front? That's sort of what I was going on. Sort of like how we, how I always assumed Mac was, since he can detach his little backpack. I assumed he just has, or the trains uh, are the the front car, and then they have a bunch of weird little backpacks attached to them. That's a lot more comforting than, yeah, their their whole body is just able to be taken apart and put back together. Yeah, I don't, I don't like thinking about that one too much. Okay, that's... Wait a minute, didn't we decide, like, that headlights, the lights were how they did it? So that's their... Man, those gigantic train lights are their huge schlongs. Yeah, man, that you—you you were right the whole time. They are very big, very big, very powerful. Ladies, <laughs> All you right. said you had a second thing. Yeah, is it was it, on the uh, 
it was on the uh, limitations thing of, again, they're born, they are trains. That's all they will ever be, probably. How do you, how do you food? Like, what food do you eat? But also, like, these beings, theoretically, they had to hunt for food at some point. So, like, how could these supreme beings have ever hunted for food if they're on tracks? And they would have had to have been born on these tracks, which means they would have to have maybe, always been on these tracks. Maybe the first trains were the were like even more supremely powerful than we assume, like Trev and Stevenson and Cornelius the Galloping Gear Grinder, who I'm gotta assume is some sort of trickster god, but that's neither here, near, here nor there. Absolutely. Maybe, maybe the first supreme train beings were so powerful that where they went, tracks appeared. Maybe they laid I this like literal groundwork for where their descendants, still powerful godlike beings, uh, but maybe their power has been diluted over the, I guess, generations of trains. I really like it. The tracks didn't exist until the train gods put them there. Yes. Nice. I like that a lot. Because that, that, that was my question about the infrastructure. Like, what were, like, for the first train, how did they... Was it just already there? But I, I really... I like the trains creating them. Yeah. yeah. I really like train god theory. Uh, it's... No, again, no joke. Maybe my favorite thing we've we've said about the Cars universe. All right, and uh, that was food. Then there's fashion, friends, and love. We know how they can make love, but like, <laughs> sure do. How do they? How do they meet people? Is there a, a, a Tinder or a Grinder for trains? There's a joke somewhere about how. Yeah, they're... I was trying to think of it, and I couldn't. I couldn't get grinding the tracks out yeah uh, that's close enough i mean i I guess if they're like train depots maybe those are like singles mixer bars for them or or Mm. maybe that's like the halls of olympus if we're still we're sort of mixing (laughs) our metaphors here a little bit that's okay all right all right i like it okay so there's we don't know how they meet people. That's relationships or just friends. I mean, if your job is carrying people, you meet those people. How do you get the job to begin with of being a spy? You were born a train, but that doesn't mean you were born a train spy. I still like the idea that he was like solemnly carrying out his duty, but saw he could be help to this like. Uh, European spy network and do a force for good with his incredible, incredible powers. I, I, I like that he somehow reached out to them and said, I will be your benefactor. And they're like, okay, what shall we call you, oh great one? And he was like, oh, Stevenson. I'm the spy train now. And they're like, okay, cool. Alright. Okay, so that's... These train gods, They they reach out to people through means that I can't comprehend. Nor are we meant to, John. Who are we to ask these questions? The experts, that's who. All right. Absolutely. Last little bit. Fashion. Cars can get paint jobs. They can have their skin peeled off and replaced. 
What about trains? If we go with the oh. backpacks, then like they can just buy a bunch of backpacks, I guess. And I don't know. I I think the place I see graffiti the most often is on train cars. And maybe is it graffiti though? Or those tattoos. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe maybe they're actually the most expressive fashion uh fashion people in the in the cars universe. Maybe they have these beautiful artful designs all over their mini backpacks that they can switch in and out. And one day they're feeling uh, a local SoundCloud rapper's uh, name. And the other day they're feeling some genuinely powerful art. I don't know. All right. That, that works for me. That works for me. I feel like trains in general somehow get paint jobs and like scrub jobs and whatnot but oh, i feel yeah. like it tends to be like oh we're, we're covering up some graffiti but in this universe why would why would you cover it up that is a self-expression a beautiful self-expression all right so we've talked about the three characters talked about how they don't choose where they go but their their forefathers the gods of this universe clearly chose where they needed to be food we talked about that. General they're, the, they're the engineers of this unit. The like, you know, like how they're called engine people, trained people. They're called engineers. Is that a thing? Yep, that, that's a thing. You're right. You're right. You, it's a good joke. It's a good joke. I did it, everyone. I made the train pun. Yep, <laughs> it's the good content you expect here. Sorry, I derailed you pretty. Ah, there's another one. Derailed you pretty bad there. <laughs> Uh, I think, I think we're, I think we're good for this episode. Yeah, I think this has been a very surprisingly productive episode of the Kachat. And I also think, uh, this is going to change how our religion episode might go. Yeah, I don't think we were anywhere near this in our, uh, current brainstorming on religion. So no, all of my plans were about Abrahamic religions. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely where I was. So we had just the Pope Mobile, and that was it. And well, Pope Mobile well, and Pope Car because they both exist in this universe. Yeah, that's. <laughs> but that's something we're gonna get into at a later date. You gotta tune in for that one. All right, we've got uh, maybe one or two more small things we could say. We could mention that uh, this is the episode that I think we decided we're probably going to start. Well, not start because we're going to go back because we haven't released anything yet. Uh, and we're going to probably do some some cute little censoring. And you mentioned you might want to talk about how we might have a beep jar. Onk jar, Onk John. Jar. Come on. I, I like I like the idea of like a beep, though. Instead of a, huh, I want it to be a, huh. Because I love the idea of us well, getting it, very serious. Like, we get into one topic that's, like, really near and dear to our hearts, and it's a very serious topic, and we just say, like, a good old, real angry. Like, what the? And it's going to be, like, really angry. It's going to be, what the? And it's going to be, like, this real cutesy beep. See, I was thinking about trying to download 
the most diverse library of car honks I could find. I want no two sensors to feel the same. Ah, well, if we do that, I would like specifically our most aggressive, our most passionate curses. I want those to be the silliest. I'll try my best. All right. Uh, Also, make sure to follow us on uh, Twitter. Make sure to email us with any questions. Make sure to comment and rate on any sort of other thing that we're on. And uh, right now, our Twitter is at the Kachat. That is all one word, T-H-E-K-A-C-H-A-T. And our email is thekachat at gmail.com. Again, all one word. All right. I think that's it for today in this episode. So uh, remember to float like a Cadillac. And sting like a Beamer.